This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Good evening and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Wimbledon is over and we're rather happy about that. Myself, Nigel Seeley, and our senior handicapper for the ATB Tour on Because We Win, Sean Calvert. And uh, we started off with three tournaments this week, two clay, back to our normal ATB 250 events, and it resulted in a winning day, Sean. And we're looking quite good uh, with our picks at the moment as well, set to love up as we speak here. So the Grand Slam's over, down to the bread and butter, the ATB 250s, and back in the winning circle. How are you, mate? That must make you happy. It does, but the outrights haven't gone very well, have they? Again, it's um, the outrights have been a bit of a struggle. It's, it's it's a bit of a struggle at the minute. It's like one step forward and and then one step back at the minute, isn't it? It's not we're not really gaining any momentum, but you know it's it's a long season. We've had we've had ups and downs, haven't we? And we'll continue to do so as the season progresses. And um, you know, at the minute, it's, there's a lot of variance going on in the outrights. I mean, it's anyone that's bet tennis outrights or any outrights for a long period of time will kind of realise what a high variance. Um, kind of game it is and we've had a few first round losers haven't we all of which were, were odds on uh we're actually very lost today from 10 to 1 on um <laughs> in running so but the match bets are doing okay and um yeah so it, it's a bit up and down but you know that's that's the game that we're in isn't it we're still 14.5 units up so 14 and a half units up you followed the, all the selections here on betting weekly game bet match on the atp tour show from the beginning of the season so it's still in the in the very much in the black, not in the red as we speak. And uh, I don't think we'll be going in the red this season, but looking good uh, on our match bets. And hopefully today we're going to steer you in some direction of more winners in two tournaments we're going to preview today. We're going to preview the grass court tournament in Newport and the clay in Gustard over in Switzerland. So let's start in the States. Uh, Newport is the venue and Rhode Island. And we have Jordan Thompson up against Liam Brody. Now, both of these players... Fairly capable on grass, I would say. Uh, Jordan Thompson got beaten in the second round at Wimbledon by Novak Djokovic, but he put in a very good performance. And Liam Brody put in his best performance um, on grass to reach the third round of Wimbledon, where he beat Casper Ruud and then ran into Shapovalov on the day where he was absolutely exhausted in that match. Uh, he got his biggest paycheck ever, and he was very, very boisterous about the fact that he got £80,000. And he backed that, though, to be fair to him, with a win here in the first round, travelled over to the States, and he won as well in the first round. We placed Thompson. Thompson's a big serving Australian. Thompson is the favourite here, minus 245. Liam Brody is plus 190. Uh, the spread is three and a half. Thompson given up the spread, uh, minus 103. And Brody is plus three and a half, minus 125. Uh, the total is 22 and a half. And the head-to-head, uh, if you want to bet the Brit, looks quite good. He's met once before. It was many, many years ago in a future event in 2014. But he won it, seven five six four. Two big servers, quick conditions. Uh, how do you see this one going, Sean? Well, I don't think Thompson's anything like a good thing here. If you'd have asked me perhaps last summer, I'd probably have um, been tempted to back Thompson, but again, the price wouldn't have been decent. But 
I think if you look at the the stats, um, Brody's surprised me actually this this grass court swing because he's he's I've mentioned before I've never really been that keen on him on grass. His stats were pretty pretty mediocre, let's say at best, verging on kind of quite poor. But this season, we'll just quickly run through them. Um, current season main level grass stats. Um, he's only played seven matches, so it is a small sample size. He could he could go down again, but from those seven matches, service points one and return points one total is one hundred and six, which is very, very decent. And his service hold and break total is 107. Um, so those are excellent numbers. That's about 10 points uh, bigger than he was before this grass court season. So a, a huge increase in his stats. As I say, it's only a small sample size, so this, it, it may go down again. But Jordan Thompson, um, he's had a very solid season on grass, as he normally does. 8-4 win-loss. Service points, one return points, one total of 106. The same as Brody. Service hold break total, 105. Two fewer than um Brody. So on the grass stats, they're very limited for this season. They're not they're not long term, they're very short term stats, but they're they're closely matched on that. The thing that's kind of tipped this towards Brody for me is is the two things really. Thompson's record against left handers is is very poor. He's lost seven of his last eight main level matches against left handers, as Jordan Thompson, including 41 year old Feliciano Lopez on grass in Mallorca, where I was a few weeks ago as a, a heavy favorite. He was about one to six to win that Thompson. Lost it to to Lopez. Even on his favorite surface of grass, he's 3-8 win-loss at main level versus, left, versus left-handers in completed matches is Jordan Thompson. So he's got a problem with, with left-handers, and th- this could be an opportunity for, for Liam Brody. Uh, Thompson's record in Newport isn't great either. 5-5 five, five win-loss, um, and a service points one return points one total of 100. So kind of mediocre at best, uh, Thompson, in um, Newport. So I'm tempted. Well, I am. I'm more than tempted. I am going to take Thompson on here. Um, the only sort of query I had with myself was was which bet to choose. I've, I've plumped for the over twenty two and a half total games at um, minus one hundred four at Bet Rivers, but there, there are plenty of other options. Handicap on Brody, Brody to win a set, all this sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I've gone with over twenty two and a half there. Over 22 and a half is minus 105. There's 29 different markets available to bet on this match. Jordan Thompson against Brody. And you might find an angle to get with the Brit here. Sean thinks he's not, uh, Thompson is not such a good thing that the minus 245 odds will have you suggest. And remember, these matches, the order play isn't out for tomorrow. It's the second round in Newport. And the order play will be announced a little bit later on today. But they will start around about 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. So if you do. Uh, want to head over to the Bet Rivers website. If you want to place a bet, you'll be able to live stream this match from the comfort of your own home or your, on your tablet or your mobile phone or whatever device you use. Uh, the next match we're going to talk about, two matches we're going to talk about here in Rhode Island. And uh, it's involving our tournament pick, Rinky Hitchikata. My old mate is uh, up against Adrian Manorino. Adrian Manorino is minus 220, another heavy-ish favourite. Hitchikata is plus 170. The spread, very similar odds to the Brody Thompson match. The spread here is three and a half, minus 124 for Hitchikata, minus 104 for Manorino, giving up three and a half. And the total is a little one lower. It's 21 and a half. Manorino was beaten in the second round at Wimbledon by uh, Medvedev. Uh, prior to that, he got to the final of Mallorca, where he got beat by Eubanks, so his grass court form is pretty decent. And uh, Hitchikata got beat in qualifying in Wimbledon. Uh, but did quite well at uh, Hurtigan Bosch, where he reached the semi-final. He got beat by the man we just spoke about, Jordan Thompson. Uh, Hitchcock is our pick, Sean. So uh, if someone's missed the boat on Hitchcock to win the tournament, should they be betting the plus 170 here against the more experienced opponent in Manorina? 
Yeah, I think I think Hitcher Carter's got every chance here. Um, there's, there's a few reasons that I feel that way. Um, main one really is well, one of the ones is that Manorino hasn't really seemed fully fit at all this grass court summer. Uh, apart from uh, the first tournament he played, which was um, was Ros Marlon, but the last three hasn't hasn't seemed fit at all. Doesn't have a great record in Newport either, Adrian Manorino. His overall total is seven eight win loss. And he's lost five of his last six matches at this particular tournament. And his service points, one return points, one total at this tournament in the main draw in his career is just 97. So that's that's kind of explains why he's got such a poor record. He's, he's For whatever reason, he is, he is a, a, a very well-known and, and successful grass court player, Manorino. But by the time it comes around to Newport, he certainly hasn't, he's either hasn't had anything left in the tank or he maybe the conditions here don't suit him for whatever reason. But... He certainly hasn't done as well here as he has in, in other tournaments, particularly Rosmarlin seems to be one that he goes well at, which is obviously the first one of the grass swing. So maybe he goes better, fresher, so to speak. Um, so I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be convinced about Manorino here. Hitchcock has had a, a match under his belt here already, played yesterday, played very well. Well, certainly reasonably well against Shelby, who's who's also a left-hander. So that, that can certainly benefit um, Hitchcock, the fact that he's already played here one match and it was against a left-hander like Manorino. So he's he should be pretty well attuned to to the conditions and, and the patterns of play as i said on, on sunday's show he's got he's had a he's got a promising he's had a promising start to his grass court career you know he's he's now played five main level matches on this surface and his service points one return points one total is 105 again this is a very very short a, a small sample size so it it's perhaps not to be looked at for long term but how he started is is, is excellent um so for me, if you've not if you're not on the the thirty three to one uh, Hitchcock outright, then perhaps set one uh, to Hitchcock would appeal here at uh, plus one forty three. Bet Rivers Manorino is often a slow starter, isn't he? So sometimes it takes quite a while to get going. Does Manorino? So that that would perhaps be a, a bet I was I would be interested in if I wasn't already on Hitchcock. And then of course that if you want to go further, um, just back him to win. I, I think he's you know I think he's got the certainly got the potential to beat Manorino at tournament. Manorino hasn't. Done well at recently. Is that an official pick? No, that one's not an official pick because I've already backed him on the outrights. The official right. pick is in Newport is the um the Brody one, the twenty two and a half. Okay, so just the one bet we have in, in Newport, and that's over twenty two and a half total games in Thompson against Brody. We have a lean for Hitchy Carter. Uh, you may want to bet it if you haven't already bet him at 33 to one, but if you are, are holding a 33 to one voucher or a ticket for him to win the Newport event, we're suggesting that uh, we probably leave it alone. We've got too much to, uh, to risk with that uh, ticket alone. So they're just two matches we want to talk about in Newport, which Sean has highlighted, but remember there's a whole host of different matches available on the Bet Rivers website. Just head across there and there'll be a full card. Um, they're still playing at the moment and we've got a bet. Browver is who's one set uh, in the lead at the moment against an injured Purcell. So hopefully we get over the line there on another plus money pick to end what's been a good first round across the three matches on the A to B tour Canada this week. Uh, let's move across to Europe. Uh, we're going to change surfaces, change country as well. We're going to go from Newport, Rhode Island, all the way to Castard in Switzerland. And we're onto the clay here. And the first match we're going to talk about, it's a very, very early start before we talk about this. If you want to have a bet here, the first matches will start around about 4.30 a.m. Eastern time. So you really have to make a move this evening if you want to, uh, to place a bet or get up nice and early tomorrow morning to catch the action on the clay in Switzerland. Uh, the first match we're going to talk about is an all-German affair. Yannick Hampfermann, one of the tournament favourites here, joint tournament favourite, is up against Daniel Altmaier. 
Uh, obviously, this is uh, on a clay surface. Both of them had pretty decent years on clay. Hanfman is 28 and 12. Altmaier is 17 and 8. Uh, famously, Altmaier uh, beats our pick uh, in the French Open, Yannick Sinner, where Sinner completely uh, threw, it, threw the match away. But since then, his form hasn't been that great. Hanfman uh, has gone to Wimbledon, got beaten the first round by Taylor Fritz, as you would expect, reached the semifinals of Mallorca on the grass, got beat by Manorino. But now he's back on the clay where he's much suited. No surprise to see him a heavy favourite here. He's minus 175 against his fellow countryman, Altmaier. The spread, again, is three and a half, a very popular spread in these matches we're speaking to so far. Hanferman uh, given up three and a half is plus 125. Altmaier uh, plus three and a half, minus 162. And the total, like uh, the Jordan thompson Brody game, is pitched at 22 and a half with under the favourite at minus 122. Uh, about the two Germans, two good clay quarters. Uh, do you think Hanferman is a worthy favourite here? Or do you think Altmaier could spring a surprise like he did for, bad for us against the Yannick Sinner at the French Open? I think Hanferman is the right favourite, but Altmaier has certainly got a chance. Um, I was tempted to back Altmaier, actually. Um, but another another bet, while well, I was looking at the odds on the Better Rivers website, another bet actually sprung out as as better value. Um just to sort of get people up to speed with this, Gestard's over a thousand meters of altitude, so it's very quick uh, conditions. Altmaier's been playing on clay for the last week or so in Bundesliga. I don't know whether a lot of people are familiar with Bundesliga, which is basically a German club tournament played on clay. A lot of the top players play it. Um, Altmaier's been playing it. Um, uh, so is Hanferman, actually. Uh, Altmaier's had one match in these altitude conditions already, beat Benjamin Bonzi. Beat Hanferman last time they met, which is on clay altitude in Madrid, only two and a half months ago. But the better bet, I think, here is tiebreak played at plus 165 at Bet Rivers. Um, Hanferman's played at least one tiebreak in six of his eight matches in Gestard and held serve 90% of the time at this tournament. Um, and they played a tiebreak in Madrid at altitude as well. So, um, so when they played previously in Madrid, which is only a, a couple of months ago, um, they played a tiebreak there as well, Hanferman and Altmaier. Uh, 41% of the matches in Gestard feature a tiebreak anyway, on average. So each match, if you're taking that as a, a definite stat, each match should be priced uh, plus 144 uh, based on that implied probability. Um, and you're getting here, or you were, I don't know whether the lines move, but um, we were getting plus 165, 2.65 about a tiebreak being played in this match. I think that's excellent value. Bearing in mind the kind of the, the two players that we're talking about, Hanfman, big serve, as I say, plays a lot of tie breaks. Um, Ingerstad, uh, and Altmaier struggles to break serve as well, actually, uh, when he comes up against the better players. So I'm very happy here to take um, over half a tie break at uh, plus 165 at Bet Rivers. Uh, if you want to go further, be a bit bolder, um, set one tie break, it's a plus 430 chance at Bet Rivers. I think either of those are um, a very decent options. I've personally gone for the slightly safer option. Um, as I see it, which is the plus 165, about over half a tiebreaker in this particular match. And that price is still available. So uh, make sure you head to the Bet Rivers website, take that plus 165, because I guarantee you when this match starts tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern time, I do not believe that the plus 165 will be there. So get the value nice and early. Uh, next match, Dominic Team. A lot of the public still want to bet Dominic Team. I know Mr. Calvert isn't a big fan. He doesn't, he doesn't isn't convinced about his uh, his comeback. But a lot of people you read and a lot of people about tennis who, who are new to tennis, and a lot of people think the Dominic Team showed signs at Wimbledon that he could be back. And he, you know, he went pushed all the way against Stefanos Tsitsipas. He's up against Hamad 
Medjidovic, uh, Dominic team is minus 148. Medjidovic is plus 120. Medjidovic leads 1-0 in the head-to-head. Um, it wasn't too long ago either. Uh, Dominic team has had a bad run at the moment. The time he played was in 2023 in a challenger event on clay. And uh, Medjidovic won 7 6 6 uh, So I can imagine team being popular here at uh, minus 148. Uh, the spread is minus one and a half, minus 122. Uh, Midget plus one and a half is minus 105. And the total again is 22 and a half with both of them are pitched around the same. Minus 110 for under and minus 115 for over. Dominic Team, he's an auto fade for you, Sean, isn't he, when he's playing at the moment? We, we lost money on him in the first round. Um, mm. you sticking with your philosophy to oppose the Austrian? I think a similar bet to the one I just talked about in the in the other match with Altmaier and... Um, uh, whoever he's played, Hanfman, sorry, uh, is, is a decent one here as well. I'll, I'll quickly go through this this sort of head. It's, it's Hamed Majedovic's 20th birthday today, by the way. So um, I know he's a keen viewer, so happy birthday yeah, to him. He always um, messes you about me pronouncing his name wrong, so I apologise, Hamad. Yes, so he always, he always lets me know about that. Stick with Hamad, that's probably the easiest H, thing. as I like to call him, but there you oh, go. Oh, well, yes, so friends, obviously. Um, he beats uh, Hamed, that is. He beats a team, as you said, on clay. Um, at the Mauthausen, I hope I pronounced that properly, uh, Challenger in Austria, which has a little bit of altitude to it, but that has 265 metres of altitude to, to it. So he's beaten team in team's backyard of Austria on clay at slight altitude. So um, why not do it again? I mean, he certainly can. If we look at the current season on clay at Challenger level, these two have both played quite a bit of Challenger tennis this season. The service points, one return points, one total slight edge to Medjedovic. Uh, he's on 104 team's on 102, so you could certainly argue Vajedovic has been the one that's playing the better tennis at, at challenger level. The other side of the coin is his team motivated during those during those tournaments, or is he just using them to practice for the bigger events? I don't know, that's a judgment call. Vajedovic um, hasn't really got much data to work with at, at main level. He's only played um, three matches on clay at main level. He's won two win loss and a, a 93 service points, one return points, one total, but it's very, very limited at three matches. It's not, it's not much to, to really work with. So he's a bit of an unknown quantity at this level. Um, the thing that puts me off back in Majedovic is the fact that he was um, a plus two ten chance when he, when he played team in that uh, Malthausen challenger um, match. And now he's what plus one twenty. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's possible. I think it's certainly possible that Medvedevic could win this, but I'm not wild about the price. Team played pretty well against against Muller. Uh, Muller was awful in the first set. Muller should actually have won the second set. Um, ended up losing it in a tiebreak. But team team played pretty well, and he, what he said afterwards, pretty positive. He said he really he really enjoys playing it. It feels like home. It's obviously it's Switzerland, not not too far at all away from from his homeland. Um, and I th- I think that both of these guys have got both both got good kick serves. Which is always really effective um, at altitude, so that that's the kind of reason why I'm sort of leaning towards a tiebreak. If you're getting a, around about two point four plus one forty, two point five plus one fifty, um, with Bet Rivers about there being the tiebreak in in any of these matches in Gestard, it's 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 pretty decent. Um, statistics will will say that. So that's probably what I'd go for if I was having a bet in this match. That's my lean on that one. So a lean for a tiebreak in Dominic Team against Medvedevic. Uh, Bergs against Rodinoff. Uh, Bergs is minus 152. Rodinoff is plus 123. Uh, Bergs is obviously the player with the better clay court record. Uh, Rodinoff is obviously higher in the world rankings, but seems to do a lot of his best stuff on, on the grass. Big server. 
Um, this again looks like it could potentially be another one where, where tie breaks could come in or games could come in. Uh, Berg's, like I say, is minus 152. The spread here is minus one and a half. Berg's giving up one and a half, minus 122. Rodinoff is plus one and a half, minus 105. And the total is 22 and a half. Um, any particular view on this match? Yeah, um, they played three times on grass, uh, this pair. Um, and over the course of the three matches, their service points, one return points, one set, are exactly the same. So they're, they're pretty well matched. They're actually playing doubles together this week as well. So they know each other's games really well, these two. Um, the underdog, incidentally, won all three times that they met in those grass court matches. Um, I watched all of Berg's because he was playing our guy, Laszlo Jerry, in the first round. He, Jerry was absolutely shocking. He lost the first set 6-0. Jerry, and he, he barely moved at all. He, he just couldn't be bothered. He went and break down, and he just he just didn't fancy it at all. He was, I thought he was going to retire. I thought he was sick or injured or something because he he wasn't moving at all. Berg's only touched the ball about ten times in that first set, and he won it six nil. Other than his, his serve, obviously, but um, it's difficult to judge Berg's on that because Jerry was so poor. Jerry was terrible in the first set. Came back in the second set and played pretty well and won it pretty easily. Then his level went again, his slow, the shoulders started slumping. He just he didn't seem into it at all, Jerry. I don't know what's wrong with him. He does this sometimes. Um, but generally, over the course of the three sets, I didn't think Bergs was that great. Problem is, Rodionov's extremely inconsistent and very unpredictable as well. Um, so I think that the, the match odds, the money line, is, um, is tricky. Looking at the clay stats over the last 12 months at challenger level, both these guys have played a lot of challengers. Um, the service points won, return points won, settled very heavily in favour of Berg's. He's eight and two win loss and 110 service points won, return points won, settled. But all of those matches that Berg's played, pretty much all of them anyway, on clay were on, a, were on the American style clay in Tallahassee and Savannah and places like that. So it's not, it wasn't European clay, but it's probably a bit quicker than European clay. So you would say he's probably well uh, suited by this these conditions in Gestart. And Rodionov, as I say, his service points won, return points won, settled is 97. And he's 8-8 eight, eight win-loss. So just on that, huge advantage to Bergs. But in those in those three matches that they played, they showed they showed to be similar abilities, uh, similar level. Both held serve 85% of the time. It's quick here in Gestalt, as we've said. Um, I think overs or tie-break played again at, at, at the ones that would interest me if I was having a bet in that match. It seems like a regular theme here. Overs, tie-breaks, altitude in Gestalt. Some very nice lines on Bet Rivers. And remember, this match here is a really extremely early start. It's the first on court, 4.30 a.m. Eastern time. So very, very, very early start here. And the other match, which is 4.30 uh, a.m. as well, is our final match we're going to talk about. It's Roberto Bautista, our goods. He was our pick last week at a massive 400 to 1 to win Wimbledon. Got beaten in the first round. Hasn't played at all well on clay uh, this year. He's probably his best form has been on, on, the, uh, on the grass. And he's up against a real proven Clay Corp opponent in Pedro Cachin. Uh, minus 210 for Batusto Goods, uh, plus 165 for Cachin. The spread here is three and a half. I'm very surprised to see that high, but it's no surprise to me to see Cachin is plus three and a half at minus 159. And the total, again, is a high 22 and a half. Batusto Goods does usually get embroidered in the long kinds of matches. And over here is minus 108. Under uh, is minus 118. Cachin at plus 165. Does look a very, very, very fair price, Sean. Here, um, I don't know. I'm not quite sure which way you're you're looking at it here, but I think that's a price that uh, won't last too long. Yeah, I'm taking Cashin here, um, plus one sixty five. I bet Rivers earlier. If that price is still there. Great. Um, 
Uh, Batista just feels vulnerable to me here. He, he's lost his last two opening round matches in Gestard. The last two times he's come here, he hasn't won a match. Lost them both in straight sets, one to Varilas and the other one to Rinder Kinesh. So two matches that he would have been a decent favourite for. Um, lost both of them straight sets. His overall record here is is okay. He made the final, I think it was 2018, got beaten easily by Berrettini, if I remember rightly. His overall record here, uh, as I said, 7-6 win-loss and a service points, one return points, one total of 102. It's okay. It's, you know, it's decent, it's respectable, but it's not It's not great. You know, it's not fab. It's not going to scare anybody. Um, as I've said quite a few times, Bautista, I got, for me, he's a player that is at his best when the surface helps him. Uh, grasp, quick grasp being one, and quick hard courts being another. Clay, he just gets bogged down and doesn't, doesn't tend to produce his best tennis on clay. This quicker clay is probably more suited to Bautista, a good style of game. But as I say, the last couple of times he's played here, he hasn't done anything at all. Um, the other side of the coin is that Kashin is a, a very decent um, operator at altitude. He was the runner-up at the Madrid Challenger um, earlier on this year. Uh, I think Shevchenko beat him in the final there. And then he came to the Madrid Masters 1000, beat Francis Tierfo, beat uh, Francisco Serendolo. Went all the way to, I think it was the last 16. I think Struff beat him in a really tight one. Struff ended up going all the way to the final, didn't he, that week? So, very decent um, level that Kashina showed on uh, at altitude, uh, on the clay recently. Had a match here already. Um, won it pretty easy against a very out of sorts Benjamin Bonds, who hasn't been the same since that wrist problem. Um, if we throw in the clay stats for this season at main level, Bautista have got 40% win rate which isn't great. And the service points, one return points, one total of 101. Kashin, 47% win rate and a total of 102. So better stats on clay for Kashin. We know he operates well at, at altitude. Um, Bautista, for me, a few question marks on this surface anyway. Um, so I'm happy to take a chance on Kashin here. Yeah, Kachin, it looks a nice bet here at plus 165. Remember, as I keep saying, it's a very, very early start. I think that's... Uh... Probably one of the best bets for tomorrow. A very, very tasty price, plus 165. So that's it. There's six matches there. We're breaking down for tomorrow's action in Newport on the grass, Stateside and Gestard in Switzerland so, uh, on the on the clay. Uh, Sean, just I give us a quick... one. Sorry, just Ra- yeah, I was on. just about to say that. Bravo just yeah. won 6-4, So uh, uh, good, end good, of good. a very, very good day for our match bets. Not so good on our futures, but the match bets are doing well. Uh, much to contrary belief, a lot of people say that we we make more money on the on the uh, on the outrights than we do on the matches. That's not technically true. Uh, anyway, that's uh, depends. Quick... Last year, possibly, but it, it it just depends, doesn't it? Sometimes the outrights come in, sometimes the match, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter how you make the money, does it? No, it doesn't. But I just uh, I like things to be factually correct, and uh, the breakdown of it <laughs> the, the, the breakdown of it is actually we make more money on match bets than we do on uh, on outright markets. Anyway, give us the uh, give us your bets for today, Sean, for tomorrow's action. Sorry. I'm gonna have to open another sheet again now. I've got because there's three tournaments this week. I've got every every tournament on a different um, document. But in Newport, uh, over twenty two and a half turtle games minus one hundred four one point nine six. That was with uh, obviously with Bet Rivers um, in Gestard. I just have to scroll down slightly. A Cashin, who we just talked about, obviously um, uh, two point six five, wasn't he? Uh, yep. Yeah, two point six five plus one sixty five to beat Bautista. A good. And the other one, which I talked about earlier, which is the um, tiebreak played over half a tiebreak in uh, Yannick Hanneman against Daniel Altmaier. That's a plus 165 chance for Bet Rivers. Those are the official plays for this show. 
So they're our official picks. They all start tomorrow, nice and early. Check out the Bet Rivers website. Remember, you can live stream, you can watch the match or wherever you are at home or in the office or on your way to the off at the work on your comfort of your on your train or wherever you're doing. Because you're a nice early start tomorrow. You'll know your fate by, by about lunchtime. We'll know if you have a good day or not. Uh, and remember, there's four ways to follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can download the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Bet Rivers Network, and you can also follow us on our Twitter page and our Instagram page, which we share the same handle at Because We Win. Please give us a rate and review of this podcast. Uh, tell your friends we want to keep rising up the charts and doing well for the podcast, tennis podcast charts as well. Uh, Sean, thank you as always. Uh, enjoy you. your rest day. Uh, me and self, myself and Sean will be back on Thursday when we look to the, I think the quarterfinals in these matches, and hopefully a couple of our future picks will be in action as well. Enjoy your rest days. Uh, good luck tomorrow with your bets, and take it easy. <laughs>